It's time now for another Cooking with the Hazelnuts show. This week, something a little different. You've asked for it, and boy, are you going to get it. This week, we talk about our personal preferences and how we do things. We tell you some of our favorite stories. Leave the driving to us. Well, do you think everybody would like that? Well, of course they will. Why, maybe not. No demos this week, just Debbie and myself. Hi. Hi. <laughs> you probably are wondering what we're laughing at. We're under a bit of a time constraint, and not that we want to really race through this show because we don't. We like to take the time with you. We both have. We're things. under a time constraint to get as much said as we can in an hour. I think we did this last week, too. We did, except we're going to talk longer. We are, but we're going to talk at this speed. So, anyway, how you all doing? Hope you're doing well. You doing Hello, well? Hello, everyone. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. We, um, we are going to just speak. She and I just are going to... Just speak. Rrr, it's rrr, a new <laughs> software program. Just speak. Just speak. Speak, just speak your mind. Yes. Um, we here, we are listening to you, and we are getting the message that at least once in a while, you would really like to hear, like, just from us. Yeah, and we're not going to do that this week. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> yeah, we're going to do it. That, that so no demonstrations. We're just going to no demos. We're going to talk. We're going to talk. Yeah, talk and, and talk and have a and good talk time. And talk. Yes, and we've even drew an outline. Um, I spent all night making an outline, so the so it's totally going to be scripted. <laughs> it's so far out there. It's an outline. Yeah, just like we ever would do a scripted <laughs> show. So how are you? I hope you are doing well. <laughs> I am doing well. How are you? I am fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, we we do have a lot to talk about, actually. Um, we do. So where shall we start? Um, well, I think, why don't we, this may consume the hour, but why don't we talk about, I mean, you and I had quite a discussion privately. Oh, boy, um, did we ever. About the comments that we got and that led to other experiences of our own. We got comments about the OptiGrill demo that um, Renee and Tom did last week. And it wasn't so much the demo, um, but it was the issue around meat cutting. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we got comments... Mostly, I, I wanted to leave that comment in there when Renee said, I'm going to cut your meat. And mm -hmm. what did she say? I'm going to cut your meat and then then I'll sit down or something like that. I'm going to cut your meat first. And I think, Randy, you said you got comments from people like, what? Mm -hmm. Yep. And I personally felt like taking that line out myself. But I felt it was better to leave that in because there are people who probably heard that and said, boy, am I glad I'm not the only one that prefers to have somebody else cut my meat. Mm -hmm. There really are both out there, both views, right? Yeah, there are, um, you know, sometimes people may have a motor skill issue. Sometimes they may not. Mm -hmm. They may just prefer uh, this to happen. And some people never had a chance to learn. And they just didn't have somebody to teach them. And some people just prefer it. I know one person who says, when I'm not out in public, I'm picking up that steak in my hands and just eating it. Oh. <laughs> you know, uh, 
it, it's funny because <laughs> I, uh, um, it has been um, ingrained into my, I don't know, into my psyche, I guess, that if I were to do that or if I were to pick up a pork chop or whatever like that, that was... Um, Oh, I pick up pork chops. Just, in, you know, uh, not the correct way to do Well, I've done that, too, but like a steak. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, or I don't, steak, no. I, 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 don't, I don't pick up a pork chop in a restaurant or anything. Oh, maybe not in a restaurant. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, it's like, I know people when I was a kid who said, you don't even pick up French fries or bacon. You're supposed oh, to use a knife and oh, fork with on. those. I not do. me. And there are people and, that say cut pizza it, up and stuff. I don't. Oh, yeah. And, and don't. And some would not pick up fried chicken. Well, I do that too. <laughs> so, I do too. Yeah. Um, no, I did hear, and I'm not here to um, offend anyone uh, right at this moment. <laughs> but <laughs> but get I, ready. <laughs> I, I I do know of uh, a couple of Greek people that I have met that they were served a hamburger in a restaurant. And I was sitting right there, and they started to cut their burger up with a knife and a fork. So wow. I suppose it depends. Even though it was on, in a bun. Yep. Wow. Now that's on, different. I guess it depends on, and it could have been, you know, could have been the time, or it could have been the people, it could have been the culture. I don't really know. And this was in the like the late '60s, so you know, who knows? You know, well, maybe. some people wrote. I know some people wrote, and on this one, they were very judgmental. Like, are you kidding? And give me a break. And you know, like, not at all tolerant or happy with that idea. And my feeling really, really is there are many ways to do everything. Yeah, many ways to do things, and there's not a right or wrong. No. But what. I would want, like, if I ever come to your house or anybody's <laughs> house, I would want to be asked, did I want assistance or how, what kind of assistance do I want if I want any? I would not, I mean, Randy and I got into this huge discussion after that of how much we both cannot stand anybody doing anything with our food. <laughs> and the funny part of it is we also talked about that we would probably do these things for each other only just because (laughs) this is a weird thing isn't it (laughs) and talk about and the thing is that you know we are so used to cooking and to doing things um and you know doing things for ourselves you know like putting our own sour cream on potatoes and stuff like that i i made a comment you know i'd put sour cream on your potato or top of the tater no i do that i do that for terry she does things like that for me and it's not it's just a, sometimes it's faster boom here's your plate because well and, you know in the in the real sense of things i have to admit being fed if I'm really close to somebody, being fed can be nurturing, it can be sweet, it can be tender, it can be, I mean, it can go that far. But, oh, man, mm-hmm. if I don't know you, if I'm not close, yep. or even if we're friends and you think it's okay, oh, my God. And how many people, and many of you, I'm sure, listening have experiences with people Moving your food around, trying to clear plates away. Oh, I can't stand that. How many, Randy? When you're out and about, people try to clear things away. Well, before they you... no, they clear the room when I come in. <laughs> <laughs> but you're sitting there. You've eaten, yeah. and they're ready. They're ready to gather up everything. They don't work there. They're just at your table. 
and they think, I mean, I've had this happen a bunch of times. They, oh, let me clear your plate away. No. You know, I don't. And Or let me move this out of your way. Or you've got this piece of lettuce on your plate that's bad. I'm, I'm removing it. No. Mm-hmm. You can ask me. Mm-hmm. Don't get near my food. Yeah, and it's just an idiosyncrasy <laughs> that we have, I think. Oh, uh, yeah, it is. And I think it comes from not having clear enough boundaries. Like, I don't think sighted people go up to each other and and do. Like, I mean, I had somebody one day, I said, what are you doing? She said, I'm buttering your pancake. I said, uh. so am I. <laughs> Now, I don't think sighted people go and do those things to each other. I don't think so. I don't think so. And, now, this is a very weird thing. You know, just a few minutes ago, we were talking about putting uh, sour cream or top the tater on each other's potato or whatever, uh, and, and, you know, people that we're close with or whatever. Uh, and then you were talking about pancakes. I, I don't think I've ever put syrup on someone's pancake. And I don't know what the difference is between putting sour cream on a potato or putting syrup on a pancake. I don't know what it is, but I just wouldn't do it. Um, well, <laughs> I don't that's know why. why you're my friend. No, <laughs> I'll put sour cream on your pancakes, though. Oh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I might put butter on your potato. There you no? go. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. It's funny how but, things like this. Well, and I like to I like to butter my pancakes and then I like to cut them up before I put syrup on them. But I don't like to cut all my meat up. I right. think you said that the other day too. I did. You don't yeah. like to cut all your meat up. So how do you do, do you your pancakes again? How do I you... I uh, put butter on them, then I cut them before I put syrup. Okay, well, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's just different. I mean, you know, it's just it's just that way. If I want to touch anything, I don't have to, and you know, it's not so sticky. And yeah, and but what I do is I take my pancakes, and the reason I'm making uh, that we're talking about pancakes is that um, we made pancakes yesterday, so this is really clear in my mind. And today, believe it or not, and uh, I haven't told Debbie this yet, but uh, today oh. we're actually, and you might think, well, why are you having this again? Well, today we're trying out almond f- almond flour pancakes, just because we like pancakes. Yeah. And I've never had, have you had almond pancakes no, before? No, I've not had almond flour. Oh, you have not? Oh. Oh, really? Okay. Well, you know what? Sounds I, good. It, well, supposedly. Well, I don't want to get too much off track, but um, <laughs> supposedly, <laughs> supposedly, uh, almond encrusted or crusted chicken is supposed to be really good. So that we we looked up some recipes for almond flour pancakes, and we're having them today, and they just sound good. Now, having said that, I like to take my pancakes when they're done in the electric pancake maker, and put them on my plate um i like to put let's say i eat three three pancakes which is is not much because you know they're smaller so three or four pancakes i put them on my plate you've heard a stack of pancakes i don't like stacks of pancakes I no spread, i know i spread i spread mine out and then and this is just all <sighs> methods so i spread mine out and I put syrup on each individual one and then i eat them some people put them in stacks and cut I down like the whole stacks, stacks. You, you, because I like the the hotter ones to okay. keep the other ones warm. Okay. Yeah. See, it's all, all. It's all individual. Yeah. And I'm, I think the big thing is it can be like sometimes I was at somebody's house a few weeks ago and they said, oh, uh, I'm I'm putting dressing on your salad and I started to say no, 
But <laughs> it occurred to me that she was walking around the whole table and I was glad, you know, she was doing it for everyone, you know, that, and they were all cited. No, That's I want, okay. I want to make one comment on that. And that is there was this restaurant in Columbia Heights or I can't remember which is a suburb of Minneapolis or I guess it was Coon Rapids, which is a suburb of Minneapolis as well, where I'm from. And there's this uh, place that served mostly prime rib. All you could eat prime rib. It was called Tequila Berries, and I don't know if it's still around or not. But they were famous, or are famous, however you want to look at it, because I don't know if they're still around or not, for Tequila Berry Salad. It's wonderful salad. Oh, it's... Hmm. it. Um, sometime look it up on the net, and basically it's cauliflower... Uh, Yum. Um, and you know some other greens mixed with uh, heavy cream, and by what I mean by heavy cream, I mean the dressing is like whipped cream, and oh, Parmesan cheese, and mm. bacon, and <clears throat> a little dash of sugar, and oh my God, it's mm. it's so wonderful. Now, when you get a salad there, you get a salad, and the wait person. Uh, will put um, dressing on everybody's salad, just like you were saying. So, mm -hmm. so if I were to say, "Don't put any dressing on my salad," <laughs> that wouldn't have been very good salad right. because it wouldn't have. So you got to pay attention when you're out, guys. But um, I don't like it if, like, if the if the dressing is in little cups. You know, don't come to me and say, "Oh, I'm putting you know dressing on your salad." You know, and you're not doing it for everybody else, and unless. You know, it's somebody, it's a personal relationship like Tom and Renee have. It works for them. It's yeah. what they've gotten worked out. Yeah. They like it that way. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I mean, that's okay. That's what people agree on. That's different. Yeah. But, oh, uh, you were telling a story about being somewhere. Oh, you were telling me uh, that story. Uh -huh. I'll tell that, but I just want to assure you guys that we're not being judgmental here. Mm -mm, and no. Whatever works, works. Right, just like I said, it works. For, it works for them, and I don't think it's. I don't think it behooves any of us to say, "Well, why do they do that?" You know, people do different things, but we're telling you what what we what like. We, what we like. So the story goes: I was. Uh, this was in the mid '80s. No, I beg your pardon. <laughs> uh, mid '90s, and. Uh, I went over to a friend of mine's house, very good friend of mine's house, and they had a meal consisting of breaded pork chops with brown pork chop gravy and uh, mm -hmm. mashed potatoes, and of course, you know, the gravy went on the potatoes, and the, it was corn on the cob, and ice cream sandwiches for dessert, and some uh, corn, uh, corn on the cob. And the person that I went over to dinner... Uh, with two, uh, his wife um, accommodated him with um, everything. I mean, she she cooked the meal. She, uh, you know, said you know supper's ready, and she proceeded to cut his potato, put gravy on it, cut his pork chop, and you know everything, butter his corn. Uh, so uh, I was sitting there like going, hmm, because. I'd really never experienced that in the in the 90s because I was used to doing things for myself. Mm -hmm. And so I picked up my knife and fork and she rushed over and she started to cut into my pork chop and 
which one do you want first, your potato or your pork chop cut? And I said, please don't um, do that. I, I want to do it myself. Please, mother, I'd rather do it myself. Yeah. <laughs> mother, may I? They, it's funny. There's a commercial that went like, like that, and I think it was for a headache medicine or something. Please, mother, I'd rather do it myself or something. Anyway, <laughs> the sixth. Yeah, there was. So I, I, um, it it wasn't happening. She just continued, and I I got a lot more forceful, and so she she just you know backed off and let me cut up my own stuff. But she, you said she was not happy with your well, assertiveness. She she. Well, this came later. The ice cream sandwich part, remember, came next. <laughs> so she, at the end, she said, we're going to have some dessert, and this is the way we do it here. This is the way we do it here. So she unwrapped my ice cream sandwich and handed it to me out of its paper. And, and you said she also cut it in half. Yeah. God, I was mad. I was so upset. <laughs> Debbie, Debbie said I wouldn't have even eaten it. but I wouldn't I, have either. I, didn't I wouldn't have, have eaten it. I didn't have the heart to not eat my ice cream sandwich, but... <laughs> But, uh, I might have thrown the clothes away that I was wearing if they touched me, <laughs> you know. But she didn't touch you. But no. I have. Oh man! So I and I, I ate, so I ate it, and I just said, you know, please don't ever do that again. Well, that's the last time I was at their house, actually. Mm-hmm. And it's 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 interesting because there are people that when they hear even the slightest, no, please don't do that. They just keep on going, and then when there's more of a you know, don't do that. Uh, they really don't like the assertiveness. Mm-hmm. They really don't like the assertiveness. Yeah, and I wasn't being mean or anything. I was just being matter of fact. Now tell your well, bus yeah. story. I want to hear that. I want to want you to tell that bus story. Which the bus story? Uh, yeah, when you were the Amtrak bus was an Amtrak. Was it that you? It was the part. It was the one where uh, the you guy you, in the wheelchair got on. No, this is the one where you were twisted. Somebody was twisting your shoulders and guiding you to the bus, and you got on. And oh, you remember oh, which one? See, yes, there's a pecking order sometimes there's in so many the stories. blindness <laughs> community. Yeah, so many stories in the blindness community. There's a pecking order where people who are visually impaired versus people who are totally blind. Sometimes the people who are visually impaired want to feel like I'm not as blind as they are, you know, and so I'm going to tell them what to do. And I'm going to kind of assume that my vision makes me more able. Well, I've seen some people with with some vision have a harder time than some who are totally blind because they're they're in between worlds. It's hard. It's really hard in between worlds. So anyway, I had spent a lot of time with this one couple. She is blind and he has some vision. And he would come up behind me where I would be walking anywhere, even in their house or or anywhere, and he would start to push me. And I got tired of it. And I, I turned around one time and, well, I would try first by putting my arm back like, it's okay, you know, to remove his hand. Like, it's okay, I know where I am. And, you know, thinking that subtle might work. Well, I would try moving aside and he would keep his hand on me, still trying to push me. And finally, we were getting on a bus and I turned around and I said, I really don't need you to do that. And he was very mad at me and so very quietly took his partner, his wife 
off the bus at the stop where we were all going because we were walking from a particular stop to a restaurant. And all of a sudden the driver said, I don't know if you know this, but they got off without you. I said, oh, really? So I got off and I yelled her name and it was raining. And I said, where are you? And, and they were quite a ways up and she yelled back, we're up here. And she said, I, I thought you were with us. And I said, no, I'm not with you. So, well, my dog and I just started running. I mean, just going really fast and, and they just kept going. He just was like, you know, she's not going to take my, uh, guidance, then we'll just go on without her and just had a terrible attitude. And I was trying to get somewhere. It was a, it was a cash only place and I needed to get to an ATM and he wouldn't, you know, nobody would show me where it was. I had just a little bit of cash on my, in my wallet to get just a small amount to eat. And, you know, it was like my way or the highway. And so, uh, yeah. And, and I said something to him. I said, I'm really sorry that you didn't like me telling you. I tried to show you. I tried to tell you that, you know, I don't need you to do that. It didn't mean that I didn't want to socialize or that none of your help is appreciated. I just don't like being pushed. And I got silence. And um, I haven't spoken to him since. Wow. <laughs> I haven't seen him. I haven't. I mean, I moved. I moved a few years ago. I haven't seen him since. But I know from his wife that she was having lots and lots of problems. And he had done this to her, actually. He had actually ran away from her and made her figure out where they were going, where she needed to go. Because he, he just had a real attitude about stuff like that. Oh, my gosh. Now, this does not mean, when we're talking about this, this does not mean that we don't ever accept help. No, absolutely not. not. I mean, we all should have a right to accept help and listen. I mean, somebody might be saying, hey, there's a cliff there. You know, (laughs) it's a (laughs) good thing (laughs) to offer help. It's a good thing to offer concern. It's another thing to take charge and act like I know better. And if they won't take it, then I'm not doing anything. Mm-hmm. Um, my rule of thumb, I guess, is to ask anybody, I don't care if they're sighted or uh, low vision or blind or whatever, I don't care who it is, if they need help with something. Like even my own son, I will, I will say to him, um, do you need help with such and such? And yeah. he'll do the same type of uh, thing to me, and it's, it's out of respect. Uh, sure. Just dive right in and do something for somebody. So. Well, you know, it can be very tempting. It can be very, very tempting thinking, well, I just know how to do it better and I know how to do it faster. I mean, I've done it. I have to, you know, I mean, I have made those same mistakes on the other side of things. Oh, we and all have. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you know. I don't know if we all have, but I sure know. Well, I think you we know, all have. Maybe, maybe I not. know I have. <laughs> you know, and I mean, I really think that that um, there is that pecking order, and sometimes, I mean, I think it's really well meant, but I, but I think sometimes it's a shame that it happens because it's sort of like I've seen visually impaired people in guide dog classes, you know, like. Oh, you know, we know, I know where you should sit and I know what you, you know, you need to know. And I'm just, I've seen some with some vision, just take charge. And it's, it, it isn't always appreciated. Um, and, but yet I think it's well meant. I think it really comes out of 
you know, when there's a very little bit of, when there are most people out there telling us we can't, we can't, we can't, whether you're blind or visually impaired, and there's so many messages where people don't want us to think we can do all we can. I, I saw somebody write about the meat slicer. Oh, no, my my partner, my person in my life that I live with would never let me get one of those. Mm-hmm. You know, there are a lot of people that try to assume what we can and can't do and should and shouldn't do. Sight of people have that with each other. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. you shouldn't drive when you're feeling like this. Well, we get more of those than sighted people get in a lot of ways. I think we tend to. So sometimes when you know, we want to prove that we're okay. It's tempting to take charge. And isn't it funny sometimes when we really try to prove, oh, yes, I can do this, <laughs> then you end up spilling something or, oh uh, yeah, you know, you're so careful, you end up um, knocking something on the floor, um, <laughs> you know, like a picture of, <laughs> of something. I mean, I have, um, when I when I was making, when I used to juice, which I don't anymore because I use the Vitamix and Deb uses her uh, Blendtec. Um, so we don't really make juice, but we, we make juice out of these devices, so it's not zap to spill, but I have spilled entire full, and I mean full, pitchers oh. of juice. Oh. Uh, you know, hitting them with my hands. It doesn't mean we don't have accents. Oh, so, sure. I mean, we just we have horrible accents, just like anybody else. So, and it's, but I've seen people. You know, how do you feel if you're somewhere, and most everyone is eating on their lap, or they're holding their plate? Do you do you have it happen where people assume that you need a tray? Would you like you a tray, come, or would you like to sit at the or table? Or you need to come sit at the table with the kids or something? <laughs> hey, I've. <laughs> that's, that's happened. Yeah, I've been, you know, sitting with a bunch of four-year-olds, and so, you know, I mean, it's kind of, it's pretty awkward. Um, now, the my preference is, I'd, I'd rather hold my plate than have it on my lap if I'm going to mm-hmm. be in that situation. So I don't always need a table. Um, mm-hmm. You know, just like everybody else. Yeah. You know? Well, and it, it's, I think it's nice if it's a choice rather than someone trying to assist and assume and push yeah. what you need. Just like yeah. if you're, now, if you're, if, if I came up behind you, <laughs> yeah, you'd probably scream, but if I came up <laughs> behind you and you were stirring, let's say, a bunch of oatmeal, right? Mm-hmm. And if I had some vision, I mean, I certainly wouldn't do it now, but if I had some vision and I... And I took you by the, you know, took put my hand on your arm to help you stir from the, from the side because I saw that you weren't getting all of the oatmeal stirred in. What would your, what would your reaction be? I mean, what what is the first thing that you would do with your hand? Do you think? Push my push your hand away. Yeah. You, I'd take the back of my hand and push your hand away. I'd say, well, do you think you could tell me what, what I need to know? Yeah, if you're stirring something, the immediate reaction is to push back the other way. And it's human reaction. It has nothing mm-hmm. to do with anything else. Yeah. It's just like, oh, what? <laughs> you know? And if you're if you're sighted individual, I've seen people, you know, come up, you know, because they something, you know, uh, was being stirred or whatever. And they push back and then it slops oatmeal all over and stuff. And I, I don't. Well, it may not. I mean, I guess I'm thinking how how big is the the container? I'm not thinking so much it would slop it around, <laughs> yeah. but but I guess it could. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it could, or, you know, and yeah. especially if it went right in their face and they're like, well, you know, I had somebody say something about my, my, uh, shoelace. She said, I'm going to fix your shoelace. And I said, no. And I, I said, oh, I'll get it. And, um, they, I'm trying to think how this happened, but I, I bent down and they bent down Boom. and they ended up getting, <laughs> they ended up getting hit, you know, With not head, by right? me trying to hit them, but you know, it's like, you know, no, I mean, just, it's one thing to say and offer versus it's another thing to, to assume. Mm-hmm. Yep. Have you ever had people point out something to you? And every one of the people who pointed it out thought they were the only one and you heard it all day. You know, like there's, um, I don't know, a spot on your clothes or there's something you have. I don't know if you've had a guide dog, but, you know, your dog looks different because you kissed him with lipstick. I guess that hasn't happened to you. I have not had that happen. I mean, (laughs) no, I, I have not had a guide dog. But let me give you a perfect example. I was working for Kodak. I worked there for 22 years. And the week the week that I started Kodak, I bent over to pick up something off the floor that dropped. <laughs> and the back of my pants split wide open. Oh my gosh! Oh. And remember, I you know if it would have been you know a year or two or fifteen years, it's still embarrassing when that kind of thing happens. And someone, uh, there was you know I, I there was no getting around it. I you know I was just stuck that way. And um, the shirt that I happened to wear was too short, so you couldn't oh, cover it up. Geez. But I would I'd hear all day. Hey, did you know? <laughs> did you know? And there's nothing oh I could have done about it. And one time, I guess I was just feeling self-conscious, and I had no re- uh, reason to do this, but I was just going to reach in in the back of me and just see if it had split any further. And somebody go said, "Don't worry, buddy, it's still there." <laughs> <laughs> and well, he was he was actually he became a friend of mine at work. And, uh, you know, he's, we always give each other a bad time. So, uh, yeah, I've had people, I've had instances where people have said, you know, do you know, blah, 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 and they pointed it all day. One time I was walking into a, uh, I was in a hurry to get into an electronic store. Somebody called me on the phone, and I put two different shoes on, you know, from a different pair. Oh. Have you ever done that? Yeah. And they pointed that out. All the time, I people stop me on the street, you know, saying and, you know, in the store, and yeah, I've I've had that. Happen. And they take you aside real seriously too, yeah. you know, hey. to try to tell you what you might not know. I've done that with socks, you know. Oh yeah, and I know people who have done it. Sighted people who have done it, and they'll say, "Yeah, I have another pair just like it at oh, home." Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. So these yeah. are some of the strange things that go on in our lives, and you know, we just deal with them as best we can. And sometimes it takes a lot of energy. I mean, sometimes it just is, you know, I think it's where I really appreciate space around me. I appreciate time of, you know, not always being with other people and all that kind of stuff because it just takes a lot of time and energy. And some of it is easy to laugh off and some of it is just 
You know, I know I know other women who are blind and had mothers who said, well, I'm the only one that'll tell you the truth and I'll tell you. And just awful stuff, awful criticism. There's a lot of, unfortunately, a lot of low self-worth out there. Mm-hmm. And with that comes the fear of, oh, I can't do that, or, oh, I don't dare say that, or I should, you know, just say thank you no matter what, and we should educate people any hour of the day, and, you know, we should always, always, always be nice, and, you know, mm, I think some of those are a lot of myths. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I was at a Chinese restaurant one time, and I was eating um, pressed duck, and I was eating uh, wild, uh, not wild rice, but uh, mm, fried rice, and uh, I didn't know that I had some on the side of my plate on the nice linen tablecloths, because let's face it, you'd, how are you going to get every grain of rice, you know? Mm. Mm. And the, the, the waiter, who happened to be um, Asian, I, I don't know if if this is culture or if it's just the way that it's done, uh, just real fast took his, whatever utensil that he had with him or whatever. And (laughs) before I knew it, it was off the table and onto my plate. So I don't know if that's culture or if I'm, I'm assuming not, but he was just trying to be polite. I assumed, Yeah. but it was happening before I, I even knew it. I knew, I know somebody we actually both know who, uh, they would not serve him. They would serve him fajitas, but they would make sure everything was cooled off before they brought it to him. They would make sure it wasn't still cooking. I think I know who that is. As a yeah, fact. I, I think, think you do too. I think we've talked about this. And yeah, maybe. When, but, when I'm in a Mexican restaurant and my plate's hot, you know, they can say it's hot. I don't mind. mind but if, you know, something sizzling in my face and they're saying it's hot, and it's like, come I on. I know it. <laughs> and if they're saying, if obviously they're saying it to everyone or they're saying it to some people, you know, like usually they'll say, oh, it's hot. And I'll say, oh, I'm glad it is. Mm-hmm. Or I hope so, you yeah. know. Uh, fajitas uh, are interesting things because um, I love the taste of the hot grilled food. Mm-hmm. And I, I like the hot plates. And I've had steaks served to me on iron platters just sizzling. I love that. I and do too. And I love to make my own fajitas. I love to get my hands in, in that and use a spoon and, yep. and you know, make them and roll them up. I mean, so what? Everybody does it, you know. Yeah. I mean, if they want them, they eat them. And... Um, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, I think what, you know, a lot of times there are many wonderful things. There are times that if somebody wants to open my soda or open my straw, it might be a huge help to me if my hands are full. I think the thing is ask mm-hmm. rather than assume. Yeah. I mean, if somebody that I'm close to opened my soda or put a straw in it, I'm probably not going to say anything unless they, you know, do it so much and uh, and a start saying things along with it that make me think that maybe they don't you know that that they don't know that I am a pretty independent person but if they know that and they do things like that I'm not going to say anything every time Mm-mm. it's mostly where there isn't that level of closeness and I might really you know, not appreciated. I know people who will say when they get somebody, I don't like it if I'm going somewhere and somebody opens my soda, I'm like, I may need to walk with it a while before I'm ready to sit down with it, you know? And, oh, yeah. 
And uh, I know people who will say, do you have a fresh one that's not already opened? <laughs> yeah, I won't go that far. Just the other day, though, I have I had someone, uh, and I mean like a week ago, somebody uh, said, you want a beer? And I said, yeah, you bet. And uh, my beer was opened. And not only that, but the 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 mouth of the can was turned in, <laughs> in my direction. Oh. So it was easy for me to have it and it's like oh, i will God. i have said can i have one that's not opened uh, to to kind of get across the idea of hey please don't please don't just open my stuff you know i've had them try to open my like if i bought a bought sandwich i've had them try to open my stuff or open my chips and why like, does that bother us so much well, do you think everybody would like that? No, I hate it. I just don't know. I mean, why. do you think that every sighted person would like it? No, I mean, it's, it's a boundary no. issue. I think exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a boundary issue. It's an assumption. It's like, well, you might not be able to do it for yourself. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Now, if you, if you have you know uh, a motor skill issue or whatever, that's a completely different thing. Yeah, or if you just like it, because sometimes it's nice to be pampered. But doesn't that depend on who and when? And yep. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, and speaking of that, you know, if if there's a significant other that you like to do things for, you know, um, I don't care if it's you know if it's just someone you know that you're close with in the household or whatever. Uh, then people just do things sometimes automatically, and it doesn't even mean anything but yet when you go out to eat that's a totally different thing yeah um, yeah because then it's a personal choice mm -hmm. and it's it's a different relationship it's a bond and in and, and those some of those things can actually become intimate and they mm -hmm. can be sweet yep that's totally different what a great conversation it is a great conversation. Yeah. I mean, I think it's really, you know, we're not talking so much about cooking, but I, but we did touch on that a little bit. I mean, I don't like anybody to come up and start, you know, assuming they're going to take over what I'm making. Right. Oh, yeah. You know. Well, that happens to me on holidays sometimes, but um, mm -hmm. not very often. People around here know that it's my kitchen. <laughs> That's right. Speaking That's of kitchens, right. um, um, my... Um, Meat slicer is going to be put to good use this weekend. My meat slicer. By the way, yes. I want to tell you guys, my meat slicer is a Cook's Essentials. Someone That's did great. read the brand. Uh, somebody read the brand for me um, because I, I just forgot what brand it was. And that's a QVC item. And I am. Uh, we are buying a, a quarter ham. And <laughs> that will be sliced very thin and mm. enjoyed. And I wouldn't be able to get such a good deal on a ham and, you know, make these wonderful deli-type sandwiches uh, if I didn't have a slicer. So I'm very... It would cost more to buy the meat already sliced. Yep. So I'm very excited for people that really think they um, would like to use a meat slicer and, and get one. So, um, yeah, I'm just excited about it. Oh, I um, think that's great. I So I hope... Debbie and I were talking about it, and I think she's she may end up... Oh, one. I think I'll end up getting one. Oh. <laughs> I do. I do. Oh, I, do. I think that just is cool. Um, another thing that I want to just touch on briefly is um, I, I was speaking with a person today uh, and yesterday. Late, I was, as a matter of fact, I woke up and I the first thing I reached for is my phone. What a habit. I know, me too. <laughs> I was like, well, my phone. Um, 
So I was looking at some, uh, looking at an app where somebody communicates with me uh, on, and uh, they were talking about grills, and they weren't aware that a blind person could use a charcoal grill. And people that have listened to the show by now know that it's perfectly possible. And I told them about the show, and I told them about the grill, and uh, and how different ways people grill and smoke their food. And, of course, Larry uh, Turnbull is very versed, and so are other people on ACB and, you know, Points Beyond, and they know that it's possible. Uh, one of the grills that I would really like to own at some point would be a Weber Performer grill, and they make three of them. And the neat thing about it, the grills um, is that they have a gas... Uh, a butane sil- a tank, I was going to say cylinder, but a tank <laughs> <laughs> uh, filled with uh, propane that has an igniter. The, the the grill has an igniter at the bottom, an electric igniter. And many mm-hmm. of you have heard these igniters on an electric stove, and they go, tick, 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 and then they're gas stove lights. And this is the same principle as the grills use out there. So those are the performer charcoal grill and i told him about so it lights the charcoal and everything yeah That's well cool. it lights it lights the it lights the cylinder which mm-hmm. uh, the gas from the tank that uh catches a few coals on fire and they mm. in turn catch other coals on fire very cool idea that is very cool mm. so um yeah, don't let anybody tell you you can't charcoal if you have the desire or the you know uh, the want to learn and think you can because it's uh, very interesting to do to say the least. It's great, I think. It is. Now Renee was wondering about a brisket, and ah. I remember my mother making brisket years ago in one of my first crock pots. I. I've had a couple people have brisket and I was never, you know, it was like take it or leave it for me personally. However, um, I told her a couple of crock pot kind of hints that I learned. Um, If you're going to put vegetables and meat in the crock pot and potatoes, my, what my experience is that I put, the potatoes and carrots and onions and things like that at the bottom and put the meat on the top, put the liquid in accordingly, really anytime, but make sure that the liquid is, well, it will get, it will absorb into the meat, even if it's in, in the cooking process. But I always try to get the meat to be kind of coated with that liquid. And then I cook on high for an hour and then turn to low for the rest of the hours. And it might be eight or ten hours. But um, I cook on high because it gets the vegetables done and the potatoes done for an hour. But then I turn it down. Now, she said that she had some meat get too well done in a crock pot. My, oh, goodness. Um, my, <laughs> that was, hold the phone. That was my phone falling. Oh, um, that, I got it. That uh, of Things getting too done in a crock pot, my experience is that's probably from cooking on high for too long. Not usually by cooking on low unless there wasn't enough liquid in it. I think, isn't it a cup of liquid that needs to go into a crock pot? 
Oh, is that what you at least? Yeah, at least a cup. Yeah, because it's going to make more liquid as it sits in it. But one hour on high will get that process underway and help take care of. If you put celery in, it's going to need that hour, and then it's and then you can turn it down and everything should be fine. Those are those are my crock pot tips. And most of the crock pots out there today have what's called auto. And what they do is there's a low, medium, and then there's auto. And what low, uh, sorry, what um, auto does is it just, just does what you said. It bumps it up uh, on, on high for 45 minutes, and then it kicks down to low, or it could be an hour. Oh, that's good. So That's good. Th- those are the auto functions. And all of my crock pots, except the one that I got in the mid-70s when they had mm-hmm. non-removable liners, um, <gasps> mine had low and high. But you remember those days with the... Yeah, I do. <laughs> I do. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, and one other um, comment about last week's show was one listener said... You, and he, he said it as, you never, in his opinion, you never, never, never eat a good steak cooked to well done. And again, I said, well, different people do, do. different do. things. <laughs> I, would, I used to. Now I might prefer it as medium. But yeah, I, and I think they did say that those delicious steaks were still juicy. So yes, to right. me, it sounds like the well done wasn't something that dried it out or anything like that. It was still really good. But I remember my grandmother having a fit when my sister wanted her steak well done. Now, yeah. I might, I like my burger well done, but mm-hmm. I like my steak more medium. I like mine uh, medium well, actually. Mm-hmm. And, and today, we have so many cooking devices out there that will aid us in telling the temperature. There's infrared thermometers and non-infrared thermometers and eye grills. And, oh, you know, there's so many things that you can customize the way that you mm-hmm. make food these days. Um, and I'd like to add one thing on the on the meat, and that is that a um, friend of mine who listens to the show um, mentioned to me and wanted me to mention to the audience that, um, and that's a good point, and that is when you're cooking a steak, um, you get your best results if you, and this goes for for uh, turkeys and sure. things like that, is to let it rest after it's done. Yep, yep, that's true. And, and I remember, yeah, I remember you when we talked about that. And why is that? Well, it distributes the juices through mm-hmm. the entire bird slash steak slash roast. Um, and the truth is, and this, this sounds kind of funny, but if I grill, if I charcoal grill a T-bone steak or if I uh, have one on my smoker, like on my Traeger grill or whatever, honestly, when it comes off that grill and I, I have, you know, I know what temperature it's at because it, you know, I, I know it, you know, like 165 is well done and, you know, one, 148 is 145 is, you know, whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. And when I take it off and it's all I can do just to bite right into that thing or not, not literally, but to start cutting <laughs> into it because it just smells so good. You just want, oh, and I don't want it to rest. So good. But I do. I, I really try to let things rest. Pork chops, breaded pork chops, especially, uh, or, or any type of meat i just i've gotten to the habit of you know taking it real easy and letting things rest for a while turkeys uh they say anywhere from 15 to what is it a half an hour for turkeys for it to, to rest? rest yeah 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 and 
I, I often do that because there's so many other things that are needed anyway with the oven and the stove. And mm-hmm. it's kind of nice to have it, you mm-hmm. know, out and let it cool. And then they also say get all the stuffing out rather than mm-hmm. leaving it overnight in the refrigerator. And oh, you can't. Even, yeah, you shouldn't yeah. because of the bacteria that gets we in. We did that for years. Oh, I know. You know, we didn't even, and we still stuffed. Now I don't even stuff. I yeah. bake it in a separate something. Same here. Um, and I used to do that all the time. I used to take my lunches to work and to school. Actually, not really to work, I don't think. I think the myth is was, um, on, it wasn't even a myth. It's a, a rule of thumb, I guess, that you'd, say is that uh, if you take a lunch make sure it's in a container that has a gel packs or mm-hmm. a means of cooling it because you could get botulism yeah yeah and i've never when i was a kid i didn't think anything of it we had these mm-hmm. metal lunch pails and boxes yeah. and uh you would uh, have bacon like blts or whatever hot soup in the thermos and that that rested on top of your sandwich, and it just went into your locker, and you you ate it mm-hmm. at lunchtime. I went to a cute little place last Saturday for breakfast before we went to a movie. A cute little place in Tallahassee called the Lunchbox. Ooh, and it it has breakfast and lunch, and they had lunch boxes high up on shelves, I guess. All kinds of old lunch boxes. And I I said to them, too bad you don't have either, you know, if, if you served your food to people in a cardboard, something that was made to look like a lunch box. And I mean, it could have pictures on it. It could have little decals. You could even have different decals sitting on the table that people could take and put all over their boxes. And you could use those for food to go if people wanted to take it with them. And, um, you know, Des said, shh, don't give them your ideas. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, with a name like that, wouldn't it be, you know, wouldn't it be cute and clever to call it something like the lunchbox? I mean, and then to do something with it that's gimmicky that people could have as a keepsake. Oh, of course it would. I mean, yeah. and there's so many neat names of restaurants out there i I went to a place in the 60s called chat and nibble what a neat name huh (laughs) it was a oh how funny a drive-in remember (laughs) drive-ins oh yeah Uh, we go back so far we even remember drive-in movies (laughs) oh my gosh yes and oh all that greasy food yum oh yeah (laughs) yeah that's just an amazing those crazy speakers that you couldn't always hear real well but then, then sometimes they'd blare. Then the more modern ones, they would have actual heaters built into them with little fans. Did you ever see those? No. Well, you get your snacks from the snack bar, hot dogs or candy or um, whatever that you wanted, and then you'd you know you'd put the speaker hang the speaker back on the window, and there was a volume switch which you know obviously turned it up and down. And on the side of the box, or the speaker, was a little switch that you'd flip up or down, and it would start, <laughs> you're going to think I'm making this up, but I'm not. It would turn a little <laughs> fan on with a little heating coil at the bottom of the speaker, and it would heat your car if, during the fall month. Oh, how funny. Yeah, and it oh, worked. Oh, wow. It worked. That's really interesting. No, yeah. I never never yeah. knew of that. And then they'd come with a big defoggers that... Uh, 
they would, you know, you'd hear this truck, you know, go around and they spray this insecticide and you'd breathe it in and yuck. Uh, yuck. Just <laughs> I do remember those. I'm surprised. Uh, I'm still I'm surprised that we're still around to talk about it. Well, uh, well and in those and... planes that that would spray and they'd wake you up, you oh, know. Yeah. I remember being awakened by one of those. They're really loud. They'd fly oh, yeah. low. Horrible. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Well, believe yeah. it or not, I think we've just about talked ourselves into uh into an hour. I think we're into it by 50 53 minutes or so well by the time we add other things about twitter and there was somebody that sent us a message about something about agriculture do you remember seeing that did we ever respond we never did um we have been so busy lately doing yeah things for um Oh man, we've been so busy doing things that we just have not had a chance to uh, mm. get to that email. We do assure you, the audience um, and whoever sent that in will look at that and get attention again. And well, uh, yeah, and how to get something to us doesn't change, though. I mean, the right. email address—I mean, so far it hasn't changed. It's still hazelnuts at acb radio. Dot .org. Org. Yeah, dot .org. And so, you know, if you're going to send us a file, either put it in a Dropbox public folder with a link for us, or if it if it won't fit as an attachment, otherwise, um, I don't know. It will. I mean, just send us, if you have Dropbox, if, just send us a link. If they don't have Dropbox, though, um, it, it would be too big for an attachment. Oh, sure. Unless... Yeah, unless there's a way of zipping it, um, but people usually don't ascend, don't send audio uh, attachments these days through email. So if you can, yeah. if you have Dropbox or or Google Drive or some some means to get it to us that way, that's really the best way to do it. And then yeah, we'll because we don't have we don't give out a mailing address for snail mail or anything like that. So just send us that way, and 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 we'll get it, and we will listen to it, and and do our best to get it on the air if it is applicable. So uh, it's good to be with you as usual. Oh, it is good to be with all of you, and good to be with you, big <laughs> You know, it's, it's so funny to be on these these chat apps, um, the the voice apps where you can actually communicate with somebody. And, you know, before I know who they are at all, <laughs> I'll, click on, I'll click on their name or whatever, and, and all I can hear is, <laughs> it's funny to have, your, have a reputation like that. Mm. But very good. Yes, it is. All very, right. very, very good. Good to be with you totally conversational and rather than uh, yeah. doing a demos all the time. But we'll be back with more demos. And and as with everything that we do and everything that we say, take what you like and leave the rest. It's just food for thought. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we don't expect everybody to agree with everything. And we well, don't I agree do. with I everything. I expect that. I'm, I... Uh, you do. <laughs> well. <laughs> Uh, yeah, oh. Just take it, take it, food for thought, like she said. It, it's, that's uh, right. It's nothing. One size does not fit all. That's for sure. Yep. It, okay. It's very true. All right. How would you like to submit a recipe to us? Just tell us the recipe you'd like to submit on Twitter at ACB Hazelnuts. That's A C B 
Hazelnuts. H-A-Z-E-L-N-U-T-S. Do you have a suggestion for the show? Just tweet us. Hey, did you know we are Apple approved? What does that mean? That means you can now search for Cooking with the Hazelnuts with any podcast catcher. You can use Downcast, Overcast, Podcast from Apple or QCast for your Windows PC. In the edit field, enter in Cooking with the Hazelnuts. You'll find us. Once you do, subscribe. Tell your friends. It's all what it's cracked up to be. Next week, everybody, you all take care. And do you know what we're going to have next week? You don't? Well, neither do we. It'll be a surprise for us all. (laughs) Take care, everybody, and have a good week.